Very well, Jenny. I'm looking forward to um, diving back into some Pluto. Yeah. Uh, so, full disclosure, there was an entire episode that you and I recorded. Um, that, <laughs> All uh, right. I didn't know if we were going <laughs> to. Yeah, I, I mean, we gonna... I, why not? Why not talk about it? I, I usually do. Um, no idea. <laughs> no idea. Um, oh, actually, I think that was the one that. Um, so, Skype only holds recordings for 30 days. And. I did not download it <laughs> before I went to, because I was on a roll with, Pluto. I'm just making up excuses, I suppose now, but <laughs> I was on a roll with a lot of Pluto, so I wasn't necessarily on top of the editing, so by the time I got to hours, and it was not there, and then I felt really bad, because uh, the last recording that we did for Freak Out Driving also uh, fucked up, so um, you're just bad luck, so I'm pretty sure that's on you, Jim. Yes, I am a cursed individual, no doubt. The Grigri. The you got the Grigri, that's it. The curse. So I've got Skype recording, and I've got another backup recording. So let's just cross our fingers for the next hour that right. this all goes well. I think if this one doesn't work out, we know it's We're just done. Just We're just done. That's not the cards for me. Mm-hmm. I, I guess the one Pluto was the only... What I was allowed to do if this one doesn't, you know. And, and PTB and XT only works because Tim's there, I think, probably. Right, right, right. <laughs> Correct. Even though he really doesn't do anything with he these. He does zero things, yes. With, with um, the recording aspect. <laughs> so, anyway, what did you decide to watch or rewatch? Well, I decided we'd run it back. Right. <laughs> so we are we are going to do, um, which in a way I am kind of happy we did, because the one I picked last time I did feel like was, it's a famous episode of the show, but also one I think that kind of breaks the general format. So I decided to pick one that follows more the traditional Kitchen Nightmares format. So that is the show there. It's going to be Kitchen Nightmares, not to be confused with Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares, which is a slightly different entity. This would be the American version, Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares being the British version. Well, you just nerded out hard about Kitchen mm-hmm. Nightmares right then. <laughs> um, so we're watching it on demand, and which episode did we pick? We are picking um, Season 1, Episode 10, according to Pluto. And this is, honestly, I don't remember how you pronounce the restaurant. It looks like it's, like, I want to say Dylan's, but the way it's spelled looks like Dylon's. Di- it does look me. like Dylon's. The thing from Chappelle's show, the Dylon, Dylon, Dylon. Let's call it Dylan's, I guess, until we see what what's up on this right. episode. So we're going to hit play in three, two, one, play. So maybe people watch along. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We're in New York, so that's cool. Yes. Manhattan, I believe this one's in. Yeah. He's at the top of the He is football. on the roof. It's dramatic as fuck already. Right. Yeah, this is season one episode, so pretty early on. Yeah. Um, the American this. run. This is decently old, I would yeah, say. I like, was saying it looks sort of old. La- late aughts, I want to say. Probably <laughs> like late or something. That sounds right. His hair looks roundabout that time frame. Right. 
Right. The lines in his forehead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not quite as deep as they would be today. Though still quite deep. Do you think he's had work done at all? You know, I don't know because. I feel like he looks younger now. Oh, this yeah, place looks possible. fucking gross. Yeah, so that is why I picked this one because this is um, famous for being one of the. Um, so a trope of the show is obviously he goes in and the, the restaurants are like disgusting, like rotten food. And But this one particularly is known as like one of the worst he ever goes to as far as the cleanliness. Mm-hmm. So that is one reason why I picked this one. Nice. I like the gross factor. Oh, you're, you're going to get it. All right. So you've been to New York. Um, would you be afraid mm-hmm. that one of your dining establishments was – does this haunt you? Does this ruin you for, like, going to restaurants now, or are you just trying not to think about it? I, I try to. I'm honestly not – I mean, the stuff they show on this show, it's a little egregious, obviously. Right. But yeah. I'm not, I'll admit I'm not the most, like – like, I wouldn't consider myself, like, a huge germaphobe when it comes to food. Like mm-hmm. – I mean, I tried and like I don't eat shit off the floor and stuff like, sure. you know, I don't, like drop raw chicken on the floor and eat it after. But, you know, I'm not like some people are super picky. I'm not so much, but this crosses over into some, um, into some, you know, beyond, you know, what is reasonable. <laughs> so you, you don't find yourself worrying about it though? Nah, I guess it's just like one of those things where I'm like, if I don't know about it, like, I'd rather just not know. Not know. Like, okay, I got you. I feel like on that. Right. I guess like, if I find out, like, years to... later, like, that place <laughs> was disgusting. Like, oh, well, I mean, I lived and, and it was fine, I guess. Right. Which is one of my favorite parts of this, too, is him um, exposing them to the customers where when they're really nasty, he'll just, like, take something he found in the back and just bring it to the dining oh. room full of people and be like, and he'd be like, this is the bullshit they're serving you no, here. No, thank you. Please, God, no. I, I, that would ruin shit for me. Like, no, thank you. That that would fuck me up for a long time, I think. Right. Now, this one they've already shown, like, you could see there's, like, flies buzzing around. Yeah. And this is this is where you know it's very bad because usually that's not really – like, it's usually like he comes in and exposes it. Mm-hmm. Or in this one, they're like right in the intro before Gordon even shows up. They're like showing the flies buzz around this motherfucker. <laughs> we have uh, our general manager, I think his name was Andrew. He's a quite a um, <laughs> turn of the century mustache. A little bit, yes. This just this place. I mean, ugh. Like they got some shady looking like wall coverings and like. And that's why I wanted to pick one of these because I, the one that we watched was kind of crazy and we'll call it the lost episode. Oh, yes. But, um, it didn't quite like, I remember we watched that one and that restaurant was actually pretty clean. Like the things he, the problems he had with that were not the problems mm-hmm. that he has or a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Where this, I feel like you get like two of his main issues usually are the decor looks like shit. And then the, um, the food is, the food. you know, the sanitation. Yeah. Yeah. Sanitation. I remember, yeah, it's very like it feels like no light gets into this building. Yeah, it's very like, ooh. <laughs> no wonder it. it's like in, infested with everything. Now it does seem like 
I don't want to give these people, you know, the benefit of the doubt. I mean, mm, that flies. Them. But it does seem like of all the places to try and keep a restaurant, it seems like New York would be difficult. I don't know why. <laughs> Everything just seems so fucking cramped and, you know. Yeah, I mean, like, if your neighbors, you know, or they got shit right. spots, then, like, you're probably not going to be <laughs> the most clean, clean place. I don't know. It's like, and I don't know if it's like my my inner country folk coming out, but like I sometimes wonder, like it sometimes kind of baffles me or like fascinates me how big cities, like like how do things operate on that scale? And New York mm-hmm. is obviously like on the biggest scale of that. So right. it's just amazing to me, like how do they even, you know, like how does everything, <laughs> like how does it work? On that scale happen? Right, right, exactly. You I know. feel you. I feel you. Um, it's just. Because I'm from the country, too, you know, so that whole idea is just very foreign to me. Like, it might as well be Paris, you know. It might as well be Dubai. Right, right. Like, I don't understand it. Like, what do you do with the garbage of all the people of New York? Mm-hmm. Like, how much garbage does New York produce per day? And, like, what the fuck do you do with that every day? Um, barge into the ocean to let float for a hundred years. Right. Are you a Futurama? You're a Futurama fan. Yeah, right? fuck yeah. Oh, Futurama, don't they like shoot it into space? <laughs> right, right. Yes, they yeah. they gather it all shoot up in the space. And, space. Um, and then it eventually comes back around to threaten Earth again. Right. So I guess that explains it. Oh, right. here comes Gordon. Oh shit. Really pushing that he's in New York, which is an interesting one about this one too, because usually he's it's not typically like in New York. It's usually like a more kind of off the beat path kind. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, but what are those sheets on the walls? It looks like shower curtain liners. It looks like when Dexter is like making a sword. <laughs> yeah, they could definitely dismember a body in there and keep the walls clean. They're always so nervous when he comes in. Well, fuck he's yeah. Pretty, uh, he's pretty snazzy dressed in this one. He's usually like uh, Mr. Jeans in a V-neck. He's got his little sport coat on, Gordon. That sport coat is ill-fitting, though. It does not look great. <laughs> <on. laughs> he's like swatting flies. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I would just left. leave. I would just fucking leave. Like, if I – Gordon Ramsay's in my restaurant and this is happening, like, no. I'm just, I'm just going to dip out. And then this guy, this manager guy, he seems like a um. Oh man, I'm trying to think of that guy. He's like a, he's in a ton of movies, like a British guy. Why can't I think of this dude? He's like pretty famous too, like a British kind of comedy guy. Mm-hmm. But that's what this manager guy reminds me of. I have to think of his name. I'll look it up in a minute. But yeah, we have this kind of wacky British general manager guy that Gordon has already seems to <laughs> not be taking a liking to. <laughs> Wacky British guys. And I guess this is, um, I think it's supposed to be an Indian restaurant, if I recall. Oh, I thought it was um, Irish. I don't know. No, I, think I don't know why I thought I think... that. I thought he said that. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Gordon just said it's like hospital linens. <laughs> oh, they curse on this? Oh, yes, yeah. Oh. All the benefits of Pluto. You get the uncensored. Yeah. I was like. F-bombs. So how did you get into watching this one? I have, um, so I first discovered the British version, which used to be on Netflix back in the, the early days of Netflix streaming. 
Um, they had the British one, which I really enjoyed, which is a different experience. It's much more like a, um, I'd say, um, not to push the, the, t- the stereotypical, like, well, the British stuff is a little classier, but it's a little bit more like a documentary oh. where this America one is a lot more like American reality TV kind of leading more into like trash TV. But, um, I enjoyed that one because in the British one, and it may be one we could revisit at a later date if we really want to go full bore with this, but it's much more, they get into like the nitty gritty of like how a restaurant works. And it's much more like a documentary about him turning the restaurant around and less about the kind of drama of the people and the people being weirdos and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so I enjoyed that one. And so I found out they had the American one. And then I started watching this one and it was much different, but it is very easy to like, in that great American reality TV way, you can just like sit and watch this for like 15 straight hours <laughs> and like not really have to like completely pay attention, play on your phone. Like it's, it's perfect for that. Hungover, definitely. Right, right. Oh my God. Look at that tomato. Oh, that looks fucking gross. What is, what the, what was the point of that? Did they just like <laughs> peel a tomato and give them like the rind? Oh my God. He's like, what is this meat that I'm eating? <laughs> it's not beef. <laughs> right. He's like, it's pork. <laughs> it's oh, lamb. Oh, now it's lamb. <laughs> They're asking the dudes they cook it. They don't even know. <laughs> like, oh, that is beef. terrible. No. And he, like, dissects the food, too, which well, is, like, course. when he gets the food, though, like, the first thing he does, he doesn't eat. He starts scraping it, <laughs> like, and picking it apart. Dude oh, earlier God. said they were losing, like, 20 to 30. $30,000 a month. It is insane the amount okay. of money these people will be in debt on this show. Like, it gives me anxiety hearing about yeah, it. Seriously, like, how are you surviving? And they'll be like, we're losing the house. We've got a burnt salmon. That looks like shit, too. Another fly. Some flies. This poor guy with the mustache and the earrings. It just oh looks Lord. like he's... He is at his wit's end. They have no chefs. Um, the chef staff can't cook Western style food. Oh my god! I like now he's gonna make the poor most guy people eat. can cook like a piece of fish. Like it's not that hard. And um, another thing which we've already seen here, the trope of the show is that the people who brought it are always like in denial. Like earlier, the manager guy was like, I think we have great food and great service. It's a win-win, which always is ridiculous because why did you come on a show called <laughs> Kitchen Nightmares if you think nothing is wrong? They just said they served him old lamb. Ooh. Yeah, another thing about this one is that um, is that they uh, they have like four managers, and he's like, why do you have so many fucking Manager said this failing restaurant. Obviously, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Look at that sign, too. Oh, <laughs> horrible digital sign. This it's like, like they have a like school. Yeah, it's like they watched a movie about like New York in the 70s and was like, this is the <laughs> kind of restaurant we want. Oh, those bugs. Oh. Flicking him out of his hair. Ugh. Gross. I, I guess so, Pluto knows mm-hmm. that I um, I totaled my car because I keep getting these car commercials. <laughs> Come on now. 
I guess I guess Pluto knows that I'm a homemaker because they're giving me a commercial <laughs> with Katie Couric, um, talking to people. In the well, I thought it was about like homemaking, but oh, now it's a woman caressing. I'm assuming her daughter's pregnant oh. stomach. So I don't know what's going on here. Just go home and fuck your wife, Jay. <laughs> right, <laughs> solid advice. Um, so. On the topic of Gordon Ramsay, uh, so a big thing with him is the, um, so his thing is like, like Michelin star, like his first big restaurant was like a three Michelin. Star. I don't know if, are you familiar with the, have you ever heard of the Michelin star thing for restaurants? Uh, it's like how good their tires are or something like that. <laughs> Precisely, yes. <Sorry. laughs> um, no, I believe it's a little bit different. It is like this, um, like guide thing that is, it's like the most coveted thing. You can mm-hmm. get for a restaurant, for like fancy restaurants. Mm-hmm. And like three is like, it's like something absurd. Like there's like, I don't know, like 16 restaurants in the world or some crazy shit that have this. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's like his, his claim to fame. And like he, um, it's like that he worked in Michelin star restaurants. But the, I bring it up because the, the way they do it, it's like they don't just go in and review the food. It's like this guide thing, and they have these people who work for them, and they go in, and they, like, judge your, like, entire restaurant. Mm-hmm. Like, not just the food, but, like, every single aspect of it. And I know there's one where it's, like, this old show where it's, like, about Gordon Ramsay and his first, you know, big restaurant. And he, like, fires this guy because he has a Band-Aid on his finger. Like the he's like the host or something, and he has a band aid on his finger, and he just fucking reams this dude and fires him because he has a band aid on his finger. Because apparently that's like, like little things like that can like ruin your Michelin star oh, reputation. Okay, I got you, I got you. So it's, but anyway, I was just reading about Michelin stars. I think it was developed by the tire company. Interesting to, to get people to drive out to restaurants and shit. Oh. So there's a connection. I never knew that. The star system was introduced in 1926 with a single star, meaning a very good restaurant. Second and third were added in 1933. Two stars meaning excellent, that is worth a detour. Get it? For the tires. And three stars, exceptional cuisine, that is worth a special journey on your Michelin tires. (laughs) Genius is what it is. They are not based on customer reviews, but on undercover inspections by right. anonymous food experts. Right. So, like, in the old show, he's, like, a complete mess all the time because he's just living in constant, like, stress of, like, that somebody is an undercover. Yeah, that they're, like, a Michelin person. So, yeah. he's just always on edge. And that's why he's such a fucking dick to all his workers because he's just constantly worried that the Michelin guy is going to come on this night and they're not going to be on the air game. And then he misses his three Michelin star. And then like, you know, he's no, I think that's valid. I, I can't blame. Right. Him. I mean, it's you just, know, like I get it now. Like his whole personality makes sense to me now. Yeah. He's like, a. it's like, he's a, it's like one of these people who's just like a, like a Michael Jordan of like cooking where he's just like obsessed with, right, yeah. like he, he can't deal with people not, like doing it like in the show that's what he gets to a lot it's like the thing that pisses him off the most on here with these people is like when they don't like when they don't he feels like they don't care like he finds people that feel like you're in over your head like you're trying your best or like there's like a young chef in the kitchen and 
like they're not trained well enough or no one's helped them. Like he is fine with that. It's what he finds these people who like used to be good chefs and they've just kind of like started half-assing it with the food and stuff. That is when he like really just <laughs> loses right. it. Like they should like, know better. Like, and they should, right. I get it. Like with this, where they have all this <laughs> rotten food. Mm, that's so fucking gross. They got, they got a whole full restaurant now. Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think Dylan's is getting a Michelin star uh, anytime no. soon. No, I do not. Who's in charge? He says. Right. Yeah. Expediting is such a, a big thing. Like from watching this, I've learned that like expediting is apparently like a huge thing in restaurants. Like, if you don't have any, according to Gordon, if you don't have anybody expediting, you're going to be in the shit, as he says. That makes sense. You right. know? You need somebody who knows what the fuck's going on. Right. And apparently, I never knew that was, like, an important part of a restaurant, but apparently it is. Like, just whoever's, like, as this guy's looking at his flip phone. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, like somebody me. who's just, like, his big thing is, like, communication. Like, you got to communicate in there. Mm-hmm. What the fuck are we doing? You got to have somebody, like, calling out the orders and all that. Right. Well, I mean, like, I, I could, I don't, hmm. it's interesting because I like to be like, like in the kitchen, I would think that would be like, like if you're in a nice restaurant, that's like a team environment, I would feel mm-hmm. like probably. Like there are, there are ranks, but you're a team overall. And normally I am like that, like with podcasts, with mm-hmm. uh, projects and stuff like that, I'm like team player, everybody pulling their weight Blah, blah, blah. But when I'm in the kitchen, I'm like, get the fuck out of my kitchen. Like, I don't <laughs> right. like anybody in there. Like, if you're cooking with me, I like you a whole fucking lot. Because normally, I'm like, let me do my thing. Because, and I know you like this too. Like, you like to zone mm-hmm. out. Like, you enjoy right. cooking. And it's like a process. And it's a thing. And yeah, it's like meditative, I would say. Yes. And it's like... If I'm if I'm gonna be cooking something, I need for that to be my vibe. So I don't know that I could. I've always wanted to be a chef, but I don't right. know that I could do like a team environment. Right, and I've seen that too, where it's like it's obviously like you can't just be like, well, I like cooking. Like it's so much more like it when is. you see these restaurants that run well, it's like a well-oiled machine of all these people that kind of like. And just know what to do and like feed off of each other. It's like, it's intense. And I would love to be a part of that too, but mm. I don't know. Something about my kitchen control thing uh, makes me think that I would not be good at that. <laughs> but maybe not, you know? So, he has such a way of like cutting into, like, so he's now Martin, who is our quirky British manager here. And now we have, I believe, Khan is the guy who actually owns the place. And he just told he just told them like um the British guy that um pretty much tell him like he doesn't do shit around here and that he has taken advantage of this very rich weak man. Oh lord. I mean calling Khan a very rich weak man. So just like burying Khan even though he's trying to protect him. It looks like that's accurate though. Just right. saying. Oh boy. Okay, here we go. Here's the gross shit. Oh, oh man, I hate those. Have you the, ever tried to use those things before? Fly strip? Yeah. Like, no way. No, never. 
Mm-mm. I've seen I've seen them used before. I would just... rather spray poison on my body. Uh, <laughs> right. And use a fucking like, like just the idea of like, okay, you walk into that and it gets stuck to your uh, hair. No. Just like, like you said, I'd rather eat the fucking flies. Than yes. <laughs> <in> my hair. <laughs> fucking saute some flies. Just do it because oh my god, this is gross. Don't you love? So the video effects are so extra on the show too. Like, so he's finding all this food that's like all nasty and old that they've been keeping, and, and then it's like flashing people? back. Yeah, and then it flashes back to when he ate his meal earlier in the show, <laughs> and they do this like this like a uh, yellow <laughs> cue over the screen to show you like with a dramatic music cue like like coordinate this bullshit. Oh my god! Oh right, they gave me a commercial. Thank God. Same. He's going to shut down this kitchen. See it coming. He's going to shut this shit down. So what do you think our chances are of becoming a Michelin inspector? <laughs> like slim. Well, you live in Portland, so you got lots of cool restaurants to go to. I do. I'm more, this is more an indictment of myself. Like, if I, I'm sorry, no trash people can be Michelin <laughs> inspectors. You're not know. cultured, sir. I, mean, I, I wonder what the criteria I don't know. I feel like it'd be. I don't feel like I'm fancy enough. It says to make the great inspectors must be 100% committed to the task of eating in restaurants. (laughs) I'm in. Down. Down. Is that what it takes? Because I got it. All right. Got the first one down. It's like your resume. They are required to travel the length and breadth of their country and occasionally abroad. Check. (laughs) Okay. Wow. So you got to like to eat and travel. Attention to detail, inquisitive nature, a love of all variety of foods, and a sixth sense when it comes to sniffing out food worthy of a Michelin star. None of this means anything. This is anybody. Just bring your resume with all that on it. So it looks like you have the sixth sense, sir. In my entire life. We need you to prove you have the sixth sense, please. We asked them to Let go me, and write a report on what they've observed. So you have to do an essay. I could do this. In this essay, I will tell you why <laughs> this restaurant should have a Michelin star. The food was real good. <laughs> it's, it smelled real nice in there. The waiter did not have a Band-Aid on his finger. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Jeez. <laughs> They used to, like, blood juice uh, down. That was fucking gross. What? Uh, How can there's, you? oh, a mousetrap there. Okay. Here's the thing, like, like, I'm not a clean freak person that much, but, like, like, I could deal with, like, clutter of, like, um, how do you say this? Like, <laughs> like, non-biodegradable things. Like, right, it, just, like, like okay, shit. there's a few, just, yeah. yeah, like clothes are out, but like food and stuff, like no. a cup left out, I can't. Mm-hmm. I just, no. Like something that can rot. I, mm, no way. Roaches all over. Ah, oh, his hair. Oh, no. Oh, is there actually, I got one of my fucking hair. <laughs> they're on the walls. They're on the boxes. They're in the fucking freezer. What? Why do these... Why do they have all this? Oh, it's the lining of the fucking freezer. Uh, no. 
I love how Gordon kind of he's like disgusted, but he's also just like ripping his fingers through this. Yeah, place. he's all like, "Look at this shit." The roach is like crawling on his hands, and he just doesn't care. And when you're making your point, you're making your point, I guess. Oh, this bell pepper! Oh god! Oh, that looks like baby oh, shit. Oh, this is. Oh. Look, he's just such a fucking. He just said, Gord just said they're fucking breeding in here. <laughs> I can't. No wonder they have the fucking Dexter kill room. Fuck yeah. <laughs> like, we have to make a barrier between the parasites and the patrons of the restaurant. It's like, how do you not see roaches just crawling up those shower curtains? He opened a bag of lettuce and flies came out. So. That meat is just, no. See, I think what happens to these people is they like, they're so far in debt. Like they, they become like <sighs> mentally ill when they like don't want to throw yeah. this stuff away because it's yeah. like they're already in so much debt. So the idea of throwing it away like makes them feel like they're throwing away money, but <laughs> just don't, doesn't know they're going to kill somebody. I, mean, I, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know why then, um, you would try to, to pass this off. I don't know if they do it here, but one of my favorite things on this show, and it happens like every other episode, and he'll go into like stuff that looks like this, and he'll be like, obviously this shit's been sitting there for months, and he goes, what was the last time this fucking freezer was clean? And the guy goes, uh, yesterday? He goes, yesterday. <laughs> it was clean fucking yesterday. <laughs> That's like when the dentist says, you floss every day? Um, yeah, of course. <laughs> right. And, you know, like, they're trying to lie to someone who has, like, dedicated their entire lives to, like, kitchens and stuff. Like, he's going to – like, he knows. That's what he says. He's like, a day. <laughs> oh, this is, like – this is getting to, like – I had to look away. I'm being honest. This is getting to, like, fly levels of <laughs> – And people are eating the food. Why? Why is Gordon letting anybody eat? Uh, he's about to shut it down. I hope so. <laughs> He just told him to go out there, and he tells the waitress, like, go tell him we're shutting it down. It's the luckiest day of their fucking lives. And no joke. <laughs> yeah, this is – he's going to shut him down. What if you Martin. just got done eating? What if you ate an entire meal, and then Gordon Ramsay comes in and says, we're shutting this bitch down? You're like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> what just happened to me? And he gets like a specially drove like, er, like you saw he just saw a tomato and he's like thinking back to the tomato we had earlier. He's like, "You served this to me." <laughs> this is my tomato from earlier. It's the same one. <laughs> Steve Coogan. That's what I was thinking of. That's who Martin reminds me of. Oh, I got you. He's like a Steve. He's like a Steve Coogan character. These girls are like, uh. <laughs> This poor guy, Andrew. <laughs> Gordon's face. Like, I could watch it just for that. Just his, like, yeah. so many great, like, facials and out-of-context lines you could pull from this. <laughs> A Ford commercial. Fuck you, Pluto. I'm getting a bunch of bring-back-Louisiana commercials. Like, um, <laughs> well. <laughs> already here, boss. See, targeted. So do you like, okay, back to the, the mission. 
like, what is like the, do you like going to like extremely, extremely nice restaurants? Like what, what would you say is like the nicest restaurant you've ever eaten at? Okay, so yes, so it's like fancy. Mm-hmm. I like bougie places. Like I mm-hmm. like um, fancy ass meals. Mm-hmm. I like having to dress up to go to dinner. I mean, I'm from the country, so it doesn't take mm-hmm. much to really impress me. <laughs> so, right. but you know, I do really, really love fancy meals. Um, so the fanciest. I Shoot. Um, there was this, I mean, it's kind of not that fancy, but it was at the time for me. I was young. Uh, me and my mom went to Orlando. We went to, mm-hmm. we went to SeaWorld somewhere. We went to one of the things and we went to City Walk at Universal and there mm-hmm. was like a Brazilian, mm. um, type restaurant place and I had one of the best meals of my life there and it was not super fancy like like resort fancy I think right right um I don't recall the name of that uh been to a couple fancy places in New Orleans um what was the name of the place we went to in Vegas that place is um fancy uh Pogo de Chow yeah 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 mm-hmm. right what about you? I, yeah, I, I like the food for sure. I, I'm about the food. I sometimes like I don't know if I'd be able to go to like a a three star Michelin restaurant because mm-hmm. I feel like I would be on edge, but, or like one I would feel too poor to be there, <laughs> so that would make me anxious. And then like just constantly feeling like it's like I feel like. <laughs> Sorry, Gordon has hazmat suit. He does have a hazmat suit on, which he does need, I think. This is come back from the group break. He looks like a fucking Ghostbuster in New York. <laughs> so, anyway, but, um, yeah, I do. I feel like I would, like, not want to go somewhere where, like, I feel like I'm going to be on edge because it's, like, too fancy. Mm-hmm. But I am into the idea of, like, I do like a good, like, I like going places where it's, like, a full-on, like, deal. Like, where yeah. you get, like, an appetizer yeah. and, like, a meal and a dessert, and it's, like, a full-on. Like, I'd say that most of the fancier places I've been to are, like, steakhouses mm-hmm. um, for the most part. I've been to a few in New Orleans that are more, like, not super fancy, but, like, um, like bistro-type places. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, mostly steakhouses. I've been to a few at Disney <laughs> that are kind of fancy. There yeah, you go. There's some, yeah, a couple there's some, there's some southern, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> southern fancy for you. Southern fancy. That's what I like. I like Southern fancy. Right, right. Um, so I went to Carmine's when I was in New York. And that's, mm. um, I mean, it was nice, but I don't, you know, it's also sort of like family style or whatever there. Right. So you get like huge portions. But that was very nice. I guess I would say my deal is like low-key fancy. Mm-hmm. Like not where it's going to be like. I'm gonna feel stressed out about being there. Like the food what and like everything you out is, re- is just like feeling judged or like Yeah, or like that I'm gonna like do something wrong or look like an idiot. <laughs> like or like I'm gonna try and get something and it's like this like there's gonna be some secret code I'm supposed to know, like etiquette or something, and I'm not gonna know. 
These are probably deep-seated issues from, from my entire life of growing up poor, maybe. I mean, Whatever. yes. My thing is I just fake it. Like, I just pretend like right. it's a pretty woman, and I'm, like, eating escargot. Mm. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, be the charming one that doesn't know what's happening. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Well, that, that's a good and just watch. I mean, people around you also don't know what they are doing. So it's like, it's all fake. So it's like, just fake it. Is how I feel. Right. And I enjoy that. Like, it's, you know, I don't know, a thing. And as we both know, the easiest way to that is to just get a little bit drunk first. And then, there you go. You, know, yeah, you can do anything. <laughs> Which is another fun thing about eating at nice restaurants is you can get it some. It is. Some, and I like uh, to drink some wine. Some kind of bullshit drink. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> we went to um, hmm? a fancy place at the Ballantine Resort in Charlotte. And it was, like, fantastic. I had, like, some outrageous, um, I think it was uh, – bison or some kind of crazy meat um and crazy puree and like these wild different colored carrots and i was freaking out i was like it's a purple carrot like that's how i am like that's fancy (laughs) and like three glasses of red wine (laughs) so like on this show sometimes he'll go to some where it's like it's weird because obviously he's like into real fancy stuff but he also like like on here, if he thinks something is pretentious, he like he hates that more than anything. <laughs> like, like you said, like the um, I remember this one where like somebody tries to put these little microgreens or something on it, and he's like, "What the fuck is this? Get this <laughs> fucking microgreens out of here, moron!" <laughs> like he throws it at him. Like, imagine just watching Gordon Ramsay in your kitchen, just like fucking break it down. You know, right, like right. he's showing them what the fuck is up right now. Yeah, like they're getting into the now the more positive end where like the first half of the show he's like telling them how Breaks much they're fucking up, <laughs> right? And now he's like, "All right, we're gonna redo this so it doesn't look like hospital linens, <laughs> like a fucking morgue." And then he'll come <laughs> in and do like a um, which I feel like is a, another sign that this was like a very 2007 sh- era show, like when what's it, what's that show was like huge um. Extreme makeover, home edition, or whatever. Like people were so into the idea of like renovated, like people coming in and like fixing your things in like a day, like on two days. Like he does this, and they always say like um, Ramsey and his team worked overnight to redo the restaurant. It's like Mm -hmm. I really don't think they did that overnight. I think they'll just no, no. Like they're trying to sell you on the idea of like that they transformed it. I don't know. It feels like a very late 2000s thing that people were into. It definitely is going to take a week to clean up that basement or whatever the fuck they had going right. on down there. Like, you sure, you could do, you can clean up the dining room. You can put some paint and some new furniture in there overnight, but you're not cleaning up that fucking basement and all that shit down there overnight. That, that right. shit needs to be fumigated. You saying like, they got to tent yes. that bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Orchid man needs to be involved. Seriously, here. the guy from arachnophobia needs to be in there with the flamethrower <laughs> because no. But it's like, do all the do all the creatures just go to the to the next restaurant next door? Do they go to the dry cleaners next door? To the <laughs> like, it's 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 got to be a battle in these places. Having rotten food around is probably not helping you any, but. He's taking away their shitty uh, little 
LCD sign or whatever. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, like, see, now this is the big reveal, like, um, makeover home edition. They're all blindfolded. They take it off, and they're going to go, oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. Oh, my it looks God. amazing. There's no shower curtains up in here anymore. <laughs> oh, my God, Gordon. What? This is amazing. What a fucking genius you are. You cut some scallops, and you put some paint on the walls. <laughs> Andrew, for some reason, has, like, a a cap on, like he's a bomber pilot from World War One. <laughs> I'm sure why. See, I did an episode of Bar Rescue uh, here on Pluto, Oh, yeah. And it was similar, like, basically mm-hmm. the same. Well, how you been, how you feel about bars? I mean, are you uh, bougie about bars at all? Not as much. I feel like I'm, I'm more of a, um, not necessarily like dive bars, but more just like, you know, a regular bar. A regular, a regular clean regular bar. bar. Like, I don't think I would go to a bar specifically. Like, I feel like if I'm going to get a nice drink, I would just want to go to a restaurant and get a nice drink and a nice meal. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I would. Now, there is one uh, famous one here. The, um, what's it called? The one with the, um, uh, I think it's the Sazerac. Like, the, um, at the Roosevelt Hotel here. It's like a famous, it's a, like a mm. carousel or some shit. Right, 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 yeah. 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 I've never been there, but. I think I would seek out a fancy restaurant before, a specifically a fancy bar. I think so, too. What about does, you? Are you into, like, a mixology or whatever? I, I you know, I, I like bougie shit, so, um, mm. yeah, I, I like, I would do that. But, you know, yeah, have, I've also, I mm-hmm. love just, like, hole-in-the-wall crap dive bars as well. Now they're unveiling the new menu. This is See, this is, like, the typical format of the show. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He comes in, everything's a disaster. And these people have been fairly, I think, besides Martin, the uh, the uh, eccentric British man, they've all been pretty receptive of him. Like, he hasn't really butted heads with any of these people. But he, he'll typically come in, he simplifies the menu. Like, it's another thing he just mm-hmm. cannot deal with is, like, if your menu is more than, like, two pages, he's he's not going to no. be happy. He hates it. It does look really good, now. Like. Right. Which, again, I mean, obviously, he knows his shit, but his whole idea is, like, you cook, like, eight things and make them all perfect. Right. Not try and cook 60 things half-assed. I feel like that's the way to go. Right. I mean, I, w- I will say I do love variety in a menu um, because yeah. I have, you know, gone to a place, like, a couple weeks ago where it was, it was like one of the sort of bougie places. Like, I had, like, you know, like a man, like, not a Manhattan, but an old-fashioned you know, like a fancy right. cocktail, and then looking at like the menu, and it was like, um, no, I, I don't want to eat any of these things. <laughs> so we just had to nice. leave, and, like go somewhere else. Like, <laughs> like finish your drink. I mean, we're not gonna stay here and eat this. So, I mean, I I get it, but I think that's why the steakhouse is such a good safe play. Like, if you want something that's like. You want to feel like you're going to get like something kind of expensive and good because at the end of it, it's still like steak. You yeah. still like know what it is. Right. Like you're just paying for the quality of the meat and how right. well it's cooked. But it's not like it's not like they're going to go like uh, filet mignon. You're like, well, yeah, I know what the fuck that is. <laughs> it seems pretty straightforward. But it's still because of what it is. It's expensive and the you know the whole deal with it. I would say that's fair. And now this is another trope on the show is that we're seeing. Like, you know, he, he's laid into everyone, 
but pretty much everyone's kind of getting on board with Gordon, but we, there's usually always one person who like is fighting against it. And as you notice by the dramatic zoom in on Martin there, <laughs> Martin is like the odd man out that Gordon is now going to like laser in on because everybody else is kind of get with the program following the Gordon plan and um, Martin is still the weak link. So well, I feeling- I'm sure it's a, a pride point thing that this guy just stormed in and, you know, fixed all the fucking shit that he broke. So I think he's a big British mooch. Mm. The classic British mooch. Martin is not qualified for GM. Damn. As we just saw, he, um, they also show the footage of him sleeping on the, in the booth as the waitresses rub his head. <laughs> Steve Coogan, son of a bitch. Oh, she's definitely fucking the boss then, right? She just stood up for him. I don't know. I don't know if you're like ahead or behind me. I got Katie Cork again. I'm behind, I think, probably. Um, another food thing, and I think we've discussed this on on the podcast, or maybe we discussed on the podcast. It didn't come out. The Perhaps. the meal the meal kits. This is another food related mm-hmm. item. I I do the meal kit things like the um like the Hello Freshes and stuff. Mm-hmm. I've tried that before, and now you have told me that you are not as into them because. You feel, no pun intended, you feel a little boxed in by them. <laughs> um, yeah, because I, I, so like, I like a recipe, but then I like to like mm-hmm. usually add to it, like, 100% of the time, I will change right. something in a recipe. Like, I'll get like the basic, like, like method, like this is what we're doing, mm-hmm. like this is how we're putting it together, these are the flavors, and then kind of freestyle. Um, I've thought about the box stuff before, especially because trying to mostly stay keto, um, I think that there's a lot of variety out there for a keto diet, which is hard to like always modify something to be keto or, um, stuff like that. So it would take some of the bullshit out of it, but. Right. um, And like, you know, you have the stuff because you're not talking to me. Yeah, you know, I have everything. So. That that does appeal to me, but also, like, getting out of my house to go get groceries is, like, one of my major social events mm. of my life now. So it's like, if I take a <laughs> to grocery shopping, it's like, look, I need to leave sometime. <laughs> Very selfish reason. Here, here's some them doing some real – see, they always <laughs> – one of my not favorite parts of the show is, like, they always feel this need to do some like stupid rally TV thing. Like now he's doing a parade around the city to promote the restaurant. I, my least favorite is when he makes him do some stupid like team building activity or some like something that's like symbolic. Like he's like, all right, we're going to take these uh, bowls and throw them off the roof and smash them to symbolize smashing the old Dylan's. Oh, and okay. Yeah. Like that's some shit they would not do in the British one. Like, I don't think British people would stand for some dumb shit like that. Like, they would, I don't know if they would deal with that level of, like, cornball. And he's not quite as mean on the bread. He's, like, meaner, but it's not as quite, like, over-the-top screaming and stuff. It's more just, like, biting. More British. Yeah, like, not him screaming and yelling, just, like, him sort of, like, sternly... You know, dressing them down, stripping I, them of their dignity. 
I feel like he has not been mean at all in this episode mm-hmm. because everything that he said has been absolutely on point and warranted uh, considering how fucking gross this place is. I mean, look at Martin. It's a confident piece of shit. <laughs> oh, look. I just, I don't know if you got that. I just got some shirtless Gordon as he's putting on his uh, oh. chef coat. Wait, buried it in the episode, huh? Mm-hmm. It is cool that he does something nice for him, I guess. But a, a lot of issues with these restaurants coming to is like, so then, you know, they're failing. So they haven't served more than like five customers at a time, like a year. <laughs> and then he comes and redoes the restaurant. He's like, all right, now we're going to reopen. And they're just like slammed. Yeah. And just like, like, uh... They have no idea. <laughs> Which, I mean, the show's doing that on purpose. I mean, they're trying yeah. to manufacture drama, so they're like, yeah, we know if Gordon Ramsay comes in the restaurant's packed, these people are not going to be able to handle it. It's going to be a big deal. They're going to start fucking up. Gordon's going to start screaming at them, you know. Yeah, these chefs and, look sort of um, right. scared. Right, because he's, like, actually making them cook because they've been <laughs> pulling out rotten tomatoes from a, <laughs> a bin and, like, just microwaving some bullshit, and now he's, like, making them cook, and they're just, like. He changed the name of the restaurant. Oh. Pure Anima? Oh, yeah, yeah, he did. He's, like, I think he was probably, like, I think if people see Dylan's, they're really thinking, oh, this must be, like, a um, an Indian restaurant or something, right? It sounds like a steakhouse to me. I don't know. <laughs> they spilled the rice and Martin gets, Martin gets the broom and starts sleeping he's like oh we finally found a job for you <laughs> he's such a bitch they look like they're doing alright it's probably going to fall apart I feel like it probably will Start, starting to it's this Purina do- Dylan's restaurant Okay. Purina. That's not what I meant. Pure Nima. That, that was the food before. Um, before <laughs> that they was, it was. Oh, oh, it's breaking down now. Yeah, the food's getting cold. And these people, the, the, um, I feel like the producers of the show also let the, the patrons in the dining room know, like, hey, look, if you want to complain, you can be very vocal. Like, don't be afraid to, Voice your uh, discontent because the people are usually very like uh, the customers are not afraid to say when the food sucks. Fuck yeah, <laughs> Andrew, the the more competent manager with the mustache, looks like he is about to try and go spear uh, <laughs> Moby Dick. <laughs> like he is from eighteen sixty three. It's like he um. <laughs> Retired from the Civil War and then came to open the, work in this restaurant. Everybody's freaking out. It's a nightmare. <laughs> kitchen nightmare. <laughs> it's a kitchen nightmare, yeah. Thank God for the booze, this guy says. <laughs> <laughs> I believe they are. I feel like they're gearing up to do something with Martin. You I think, think 
I think they're building up the the little storyline is that so Khan is like a pushover, the guy who owns it, mm-hmm. and throughout this show, Gordon's like trying to build him up to like you know have the nuts at the end to like mm-hmm. fire Martin because Martin's holding down the restaurant. Yeah, you know, like they always have to have some you know narrative in these fucking reality shows, right? And that's like not the part of the show I'm really into. I, I'm more interested in like the. I just like fascinated by like the ins and outs of like how a restaurant works. Like you were saying yeah. earlier, it's yeah. like it's like one of those things where it's like I can see myself. Well, I would want to own a restaurant, mm. and it's like, no, you probably couldn't. No. Like it's it would be way too stressful. Like just, you like, like to much, cook, you don't want to own a restaurant. Right. Yeah. And like the people who do this, it's like they dedicate like they wake up at like eight in the morning and they're there until like midnight. Like I kind of want to be able to watch TV right, at some yeah. point. Just, you have to be like live and breathe that shit like for right. a long time. It's like I kind of want a break to just kind of chill, you know. <laughs> Maybe I just like make a jambalaya stand and sell it every there other you day. Go. I'm sure it'll be real profitable. <laughs> it will be. Your jambalaya is awesome. What um, if you were going to open a restaurant? What would be your what would be your specialty? Oh boy. If you had to be like, like if Gordon Ramsay was like, no, you got to stick to, you can't have sixty things on your menu. You got to find a spot. You got to find an identity. What, what are you gonna do? Oh boy, that's rough. Um, I'm putting you on the spot a lot. On yeah, thing. you are. Um, I've been told I'm. Uh, this sounds sort of lame, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been told I make a really good salad, <laughs> but oh. um. I like to do different types of salads. Um, um, I don't know. I, I don't really because I just I try so many mm. different things that right. You know, I like I don't have like too many go tos. You don't have one thing that you <laughs> have done and then it yeah, became a nickname like, for you. And like legit, everything I make is good. So it's like. Right. Um, whatever yeah, I feel like putting... making, I'm just going to fucking make it. It's going to be good. All right. Now we're just going to book the, the Jenny's kitchen, the Jenny episode of Kitchen Nightmares. Here you go. Uh, my nightmare would just be like people ruining my vibe in my kitchen. <laughs> right. <laughs> and they would go in and the early thing would be like, the menu changes from week to week. <laughs> and he's like, this restaurant has no identity. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty schizo. It's like mood swings, you know, like. Yeah, I could book it I right mean, now. My pancakes are pretty boss, um, we'll say. I have a weird thing where, like, I always wanted to have, and again, this is me probably just romanticizing this, but being, like, not working like a, a legit, but be like <laughs> like a short order cook at a diner. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like making pancakes and burgers and shit, yeah. like, on a flat top grill. <laughs> Basically, I'm SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> <laughs> SpongeBob has your dream job. Like a fry cook. Yeah. But I feel it's like my know. own hypothetical thing I'm coming up with, and this is what I'm picking. I could be like, no, I want to be like, you know, Gordon. Ram- no, I want to make pancakes in a Waffle House. In a waffle- pancakes in a Waffle House. What are we doing? <laughs> All right. I mean, I like to scramble eggs. My eggs are pretty boss, uh, too. So I don't know. I, I kind of like that idea. Oh, I have to. You need to see the Gordon Ramsay scrambled egg. It 
it may be controversial in the tendency after if we watch this, but it's like um I've seen before it makes it maybe it's a British thing, but it's extremely creamy. Oh, what do you mean? Like like it's I don't know, like it just like wet? it doesn't look like Yeah, like it almost looks like you could spread it on something. Oh. <laughs> the shit the over the extra how extra the production was in this show. Like, they cut back to him digging in the rotten tomato with, like, this, like, sepia tone. <laughs> it traumatized his life. No, I feel like eggs need yeah. to be fluffy and light. See, his are, they're, like, soft. Like, I wouldn't say liquidy, but somewhere between a liquid and a solid. No, thank you. And he says, if you cook it more than that, you're overcooking it. So. Mm. And then by his standard, that probably means you're a dumb fuck, so. <laughs> I make really good buttermilk biscuits. Mm. That would probably be high on the list because it's very easy. That, Minimal ingredients. It's hard to fuck it up, so. Not enough places. I feel like that should be, like, everywhere. Like, I, I feel like too. that biscuits, like, I was in Virginia or some shit one time, and there was, like, just this place, and their main thing was just, like, these big biscuits, and you get it with, like, different stuff on it. Like, you get it with yeah. just jelly and stuff or, like, sausage. And I was like, why is this everywhere? Like, that and just, like, pizza by the slice, which I know in a lot of places that is a thing, but I just don't know how that's not as, like, ubiquitous as, like, hamburgers and stuff. Or I could just walk in somewhere and get, like, one slice of pizza and not commit to a whole pizza. Mm. It sh- should be everywhere. I would agree. Well... Yeah. Hmm. Biscuits and pizza. That's our restaurant right there. Biscuits and pizza. Keto biscuits. It does sound good as shit. A pizza biscuit? I could probably fuck with that. So now, of course, they're framing this. And now that they've got, they fired Martin, the British guy. And Finally. now everything is like. Everything is fine now. The restaurant is flourishing now. He was toxic. He put all those bugs in the fucking kitchen. <laughs> it was Martin the whole time. He laid the larvae. He did. And he's like, I'm going to ruin this place. But yeah, Gordon <laughs> says that if an egg, an egg is how you tell if someone really knows how to cook. If they can't cook an egg, then they're not worth a shit as a cook. So, well, I, I mean, it, I think it would depend on... If you can cook an egg the way that the person that you're cooking for wants their egg. Right, right. You know yeah, he's thinking of British egg. I mean, yeah. Like, I ain't trying to fuck with no creamy eggs, but if you like light, fluffy eggs, I got you. See, that's another reason why we might have to come back and watch the British one, too, because then we can discuss, like, the food on there, because it's real. Like, he's going to, like, fancier restaurants, but it's, like, fancy British restaurants, and the food is just, like, so... It's, like, more foreign to me than what most people would say, like, quote-unquote foreign food. Like, I feel like I'm less familiar with that, like, the food that he cooks on the British one than I am with, like, I don't know, any kind of food that they would have in, like, Asia or something. Yes, British food is a a fucking mystery. I don't understand it. None of the names make sense. Um, Everything looks weird to me and I don't know another way to say it but it looks like it's in an old photograph of every British food that I've ever seen I'm getting towards the end of mine it's, it looks like everything's 
Yeah, they're, they they cool. look happy, yeah. Now, if I you wonder if get this depressed. place is still open. Right, that's what I was going to say. If you want to get depressed, um, like every time I watch them, I look up, like there's a whole website, I think, that will tell you if they're still open and like 90% of them are not open. Um, I'm not surprised. Like such and such uh, closed a year later. I'm like, what? <laughs> sucks. Like, yeah, Barbara's they, uh, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they saw it through after you went in and helped them. Fuckers. I mean, I, if, if I if I dealt with as many people as Gordon Ramsay has, it just like you go in there, you do your best, and you show them the right thing, and they just fuck up like over and over and over again. Like that's gonna make an angry person. That's why he's got you know two inch deep lines in his forehead. Yeah, I guess. like I I feel I feel badly for him. Like I feel like he has. Chosen this very stressful line of work. <laughs> I don't know. I hope he's making a lot of money doing this. Is all I can say. Is because well, he would drive me I think crazy he is. doing what he's done. I think he is. <laughs> I Good. think he's done pretty well. He I it. think he's done pretty well. I, I need to look he's up his, his stars to see if he de- he's got is his... making what he deserves. I would venture to say he's in the. What would hundred millions be? The what do you call that? Nine digits. Yeah, I think easily. I, I would think, I think he he's has in the, to be up there. Oh God, Vegas, I don't I need a whole it. fucking list. I just need to know his worth. <laughs> Two hundred and twenty million dollars. Told you. Okay, okay, Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> really? Right. What are you gonna do, Jenny? This is what this is the kind of money you make when you go in here and like. This is why like you get the Michelin stars all over you. Oh my god! You get the Michelin stars. Jesus Christ! I did not even. I was like thinking like twenty million. <laughs> it's two hundred and twenty million dollars. Well, I think it's just when you when you like these celebrity chefs and he's like one of the biggest ones. You could just have your hand in so many pots, you know, like. Yeah, I mean, because he's got. He's got like his restaurants, like his fancy restaurants probably. Then he probably puts his name on like some lower key, like, like I know in Vegas they had like Gordon Ramsay's fish and chips. So he's got that. He's got all the TV show stuff. I'm sure you can buy like Gordon Ramsay cutlery. Like, you know, there's just so many different ways. If you can like get to that level of like a celebrity chef, there's so many ways you can make money. Like I, I can't even imagine what he just makes off all those TV shows, like Hell's Kitchen, this, all that. This is blowing my mind. Jamie Oliver. You know who Jamie Oliver is? He's richer than Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, I told him. I I mean, I guess I I always, like, knew that. Because, like, when I was learning about cooking, which is how I learned, was through watching these celebrity chefs a lot of times on Food Network and shit like that. Like, um like Rachel Ray back in like 30 minute meals days like that's when I was learning about cooking like Emerald and uh mm-hmm. people that were sort of celebrity chefs but they were still like actively cooking shit on TV for you um right. yeah like those are like big names <laughs> like I would never think that it would be this much money it's insane Right. I, like I said, I just think you could. Jamie Oliver worth $300 million. 
I think you figured it out, Jenny. You just have to become a celebrity chef. So. Jesus Christ. Look, and then that's them. I'm sure now if you become like, you know, some TikTok chef or some shit, right. you probably make like, you might not get 300, but you probably make like $40 million. Dollars, yeah. Just like. Just fine. I mean, I'll take it if I got right, it. Like, just like trying out potato chips on TikTok or some bullshit like that. I remember watching Jamie Oliver on fucking Food Network. Like, it was not all that. Like, what has he? What has he done? That's worth three hundred million dollars. Cookbooks and all that stuff. Yes, I'm sorry. I just got uh, totally mind blown by this. But anyway, uh, thank you for watching this movie, Jacob. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there anything that you want to promote? Yeah, um, mostly do the wrestling podcast over on the North South Connection uh, Network. I do the Roots the Aggressive podcast every two weeks. Um, of course, you and I, Jenny, join our friend Tim. We do PTB NXT once a month, usually. <laughs> we try to. Mm-hmm. And um, I do various other wrestling podcasts over on the um, Place to Be Nation wrestling feed. So, yeah. But uh, occasionally I like to, to dip my toes into the um, – you know, into the Pluto and, and talk about what appears to be mostly just cooking shows or food-related yes. shows, which is fitting. <laughs> it is fitting. I like it. Um, so on the Jenny position, we got this here show, and we got Freak Out Drive-In. There should be um, a new episode of that coming up soon, and possibly Bianca's first time and talk and pop. Um, my wrestling content on the North-South Connection and uh, Place to Be Wrestling and all of my stuff is linked on Twitter at Jenny Position and on the Facebook page. Thank you, Jacob. I appreciate you. And next time we'll watch something less gross. Shut the fuck up for 30 seconds. Don't fucking shatter me. Don't fucking dare start getting fucking pissy with me. Did it hurt? Hold on. <laughs> fucking sue me. Then you want to open your fat fucking mouth. Fuck you. My advice is just shut your fat fucking mouth. Fucking shut up. Fucking donkey. Oh, fuck off. I'm enough. Fuck off. Hey, you can be pissed off. Yes, you every fucking right to be pissed off. You know that. Fuck me. Fucking look at me. Look at me. Lying. Not as pissed as I am. You fucking are. Fuck off! Turn the volume down, you fat fuck. Cook the lamb! Any more than that, you'd be fucked. Show some emotion, will you? Right now. Or piss off. Look how cool she is. Come on, more sauce, you silly cow! Where's the lamb sauce? Where's the lamb sauce? Where's the fucking lamb? You're cooking the burnt pan! The fuck off. Unless you get me a fucking lamb! How can you give it to me with no lobster in there? What's this called? Forget your lobster! Is that clear? I'm not sending that shit! Thanks to dick face there. Is that shit? Fucking talker, but you're a shit cook. Look! At least look like a fucking cook. And look at the pants. Stone cold snobs. What the fuck is that? The pants gotta be off. Where's the chicken? Bring me out the fucking chicken! Fucking raw! Raw! Raw!
Seriously, what on earth did you expect? A packed house? A standing ovation? Screaming fans? Really? I'm real.